Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Best Podcast, Haley's Guide to Self-Growth. We are going to be talking today a lot about body image and the different struggles that I've had with it over the past few years. This is something I've been wanting to talk about for a while, but I just know it's kind of going to be a heavier episode, so I kind of have to be in the right headspace to talk about it, I feel like. Before we get started on that though, just a little life update for you guys. I have been extremely busy. I don't think I've ever been this busy yet in college and I feel like I think about that a lot. I'm like, oh, I'm so busy right now, but no, seriously, I have been insanely busy, but somehow I have been managing the different parts of my life so well and I'm just very, very proud of myself. To say I have not been stressed is a lie, but I feel like It's the kind of stress that at least goes away. I don't know. I know that sounds kind of stupid, but I feel like in the past, my stress sometimes will just linger for a long period of time. And even after the events that I had or whatever I was doing was over, I'm still extremely stressed out. So it's at least been the kind that I have something and I'm stressed and then it goes away. So huge plus. Um, I was actually listening to one of Emma Chamberlain's podcasts the other day and I don't know if it was her most recent one or not but it was semi-recent. She was talking about the different dynamics of life and how you can't just focus on like all of them at the same time. So I believe it was your social life, your sleep, and oh my gosh I cannot think of the other one. This is gonna make me really mad. Hold on I'm literally gonna go look. Okay, I just went to look. So it's social life, sleep, and success. And I have been thinking about this pretty much every day since I listened to it. And that's not even an over-exaggeration. Because when you think about it, you realize how much it actually resonates with you and how true it actually is. For example, you, at least me personally, if you can do all three, she was also saying this too, if you can do all three, that is amazing. Like, go you. You are an absolute rock star. I cannot believe you can do that. But for me personally, it truly is, you know, one out of the three during a certain period of time or two out of the three. It's like, I don't know. It comes and goes in waves, sort of. So, for example, if I am focusing on my success, that would be like my professional life, my school, stuff like that. I really can only prioritize school and sleep or my social life because I get so focused on school or so focused on my professional life that what I do in my quote-unquote free time or time away from my school is going to either be hang out with people or prioritizing sleeping eight hours a night. Lately though, I have kind of tried to balance the three but I've been putting I would say for the most part right now my social life first for a little bit and I think it's really healthy to kind of have all of these different concepts fluctuate. She was talking about how sometimes it kind of has to be a week by week thing or even a day by day thing of hey you know like what this week do I need to focus on? Is it my social life? Do I need a little bit more human interaction rather than rather than alone time or do I need to get some more sleep? Have I kind of been lacking on that? So lately, I've been focusing a little bit more on my social life 
but then I, I don't know, I feel like I have the main focus on that, so maybe let's say, like, I have 40% of my energy kind of going towards socializing and kind of enjoying the weather and just hanging out with people, and then I have, like, 30% of it, roughly, I would say, focused towards, like, school-ish, and then I've got you know, the other 20, 30, whatever it is, focused on sleep. Totally don't know if I did those calculations right. I, my brain is kind of out of it right now, so I apologize if that was not right at all. Oh my gosh. I should know this. Like, I should know how to do basic math, but it's just, I'm not mathing today, okay? It's just not happening today, and that's fine. That's where, you know, whatever. Maybe maybe I need to start focusing on my sleep a little bit more. I think that that just told a lot more than I wanted it to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like trying to find that balance has been something that is very, very difficult for me. Um, I don't know. I think for me, a lot of the time I push off the social side of things. And I talked about that a little bit in my last podcast of like how if I'm struggling or if I am just not really in the mood to be around people, I just won't. And I am someone who absolutely loves my alone time. I love having that time. And I think, I don't know, I think Emma even talked about that too, of how she feels like alone time should even be its own category because sleeping really isn't alone time. And she was talking about that. Like you still need that side of things too, that alone time to kind of just be I don't know, use that left side of your brain to kind of do whatever you want to do. Like, if you want to sit there and listen to a podcast, that's still alone time, but that's something you're choosing to do and, like, you're making time for it. So I really think that that side is super important, too. So there's really just, like, all these different categories of ways that you can spend your time, and it's really up for you to decide what the best way to spend that time is. And I just think it's really interesting. It's a very interesting concept to me, And it's just important to recognize that it's going to change all the time and it should change all the time. You know, you shouldn't, I don't know, there's pros and cons to everything that you do, right? So like focusing on getting a lot of sleep can be really good in a lot of ways for you and your body. And another con of focusing on sleep solely would be like not putting your time into other things as much like your social and your success side of life. But at the same time, sleep is really necessary. So there's really, you know what I mean? Like, there, I could go on and on with a list of examples of the pros and cons to each category. But it's just really interesting. I think it's super cool. Anyway, I know that was kind of a super long tangent. But that has been kind of my life lately. I've been trying to do more professional things. I've gotten a lot of positions lately for things that I've wanted since last year. I am definitely somebody who sets my mind to something, like, I I say it in my mind, I'm like, okay, I want this, right? And I will spend all of that time in the middle of when I am supposed to apply for it or whatever, and the time where I find out that I want it, I'll spend all that time between that, really putting my energy towards what I need to do to get it. I am just very goal-oriented, and it has really been paying off for me lately, And I'm just super proud of myself. And that's something that's like hard for me to even say. But I just finally feel like for once, what I have spent the last three years doing is finally paying off. And it seriously just makes me want to cry. Like I'm just so proud of myself. And I'm not trying to boast at all. If you know me, 
I am a very humble person when it comes to these type of things, but this is just your reminder to keep pushing. If it feels like you aren't getting where you want to go and you've been working so hard to get to a certain place or to reach a certain goal and you just feel like you're not going anywhere, you're, you feel like you're at a standstill with it, just keep pushing. It will come. Your work will be recognized. When you put in a lot of time into something, you are guaranteed to come out better than when you first started. There's no doubt about it. It's like in sports, when someone is like, practice can never hurt you, it can only help you. That is just so true, even in terms of goal chasing. If you are putting work into something, you're truly, truly putting your 110% into something, regardless of the outcome, even if it's not exactly what you want, you're going to come out better than you started. And I think that that is incredibly important to remember, especially if you're kind of feeling down about it, you know? So, yeah, I'm not going to go super into detail on what exactly has been going on in my life, but this is just your reminder that keep putting work into the goal you're chasing. Keep doing it. If it's self-improvement and self-growth, like this podcast is pretty much what, you know, what this podcast is supposed to be about, keep pushing. Keep reading books. Keep going on walks. Keep trying to develop a routine keep doing all this stuff that I constantly talk about and you will see it pay off or if it's something else like you know what you have to do to get there don't stop pushing okay sorry I know we're getting serious up in here but it's just something I feel like everyone needs to hear you will get there but you have to put in the work and if you are keep pushing even if it feels like you're at a standstill that's my piece of advice for today you know you love it That's why you're listening. You wouldn't be listening if you did not like to hear me talk. So thank you for listening. I literally love all of you. I sometimes feel like me making this podcast is just like a joke. And it's just so funny. And (laughs) I don't know. I feel like if people listen to this and they're like, bro, she needs to stop doing this. This is so embarrassing. I'm literally going to be like, I literally know. And I have so much fun with it. And at this point, I really don't feel like there's a lot that can embarrass me. So... We're just going to go with it. <laughs> it's kind of where I'm at. I really don't post about it that much, um, the podcast, but I'm just kind of living my life, you know? Anyway, <laughs> that's my tidbit on that. Um, we're going to go right into today's topic now, <laughs> you know, 11 minutes later or whatever it is. That's so funny. That's totally whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, but these are kind of going to be... A little bit more unhinged I think I think typically we're not when I record my podcast I sit down and I have a list of what I'm gonna talk about and I will re-record it and re-record it until I feel like it's perfect but I am just not a perfect person and like no one is but I'm truly just not like that and while my life from an outside perspective can look very organized and put together deep down when you really get to know me, I am not like that. Like, I am in the sense of being organized with my time, kind of. But when you really get to know me, I really am just ADHD, crazy, kind of a clutter person, okay? So, that's going to be my new motto for these, is just me just talking about whatever I want, however I want. And I'm just going to post it and not care. Okay? So, enjoy. This is going to be more like Haley's Tangents. Which, 
those are just fantastic in my opinion so sit back get a cup of coffee chill and listen to me talk okay you're gonna love it all right so today we're going to be talking about body image and self-confidence and just all of that great stuff that no one ever wants to get vulnerable about today we're going to get vulnerable today I'm going to share some stuff with you that you probably, depending on how well you know me, would never think that I thought this way about myself. Okay. So, I feel like if we're going to do this properly, I need to take you all the way back to when I was younger. And I don't know the exact age because I'm 20 now and I can barely remember what happened yesterday. But there are just some things that happen that just stick with you forever, you know? Like, I don't know. It just, it doesn't sit right with you. And then you just think about it. And it just, it stays in the back of your head, right? So we're going to take you back to when I was younger. I'm going to say around the age of 10 or so. And before I get started on all of this stuff, I know you're like, come on, Haley, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. But before I get started, I want to say first and foremost that if you are my family and you are listening to this, This is not me trying to expose you. This is not me trying to knock on you or, you know, be kind of like Haley sitting on here crying about things I said. Um, But I'm not even going to use exact family members. I'm just going to say a family member, okay? So just please don't take it personal because I feel like these stories can help someone. And I recognize that the comments that were made throughout my life were not necessarily meant to hurt me. But they did leave an impact on me. I think I've been able to grow from them and now I'm able to kind of help other people possibly cope with similar comments that are made because I feel like this happens all the time. So I'm not mad at you, but I feel like I'm still going to talk about it because I don't want to hide this side of my life because I really think it's just happening more and more and more of family members and people making comments and I feel like people could be helped by hearing what I have to say. Okay, I just wanted to preface that. So, when I was younger, I think I was like 10, this is probably one of the first times I think my body was ever commented on, and I was at a family member's pool, okay, and another family member was there, and this one really is not even that bad. You're kind of going to be like, okay, that's really not bad, but it still obviously affected me. So I am just like having a good time, you know, getting out of the pool, jumping in, getting out of the pool, jumping in. Because you know that makes you warmer. You know what I mean. Like you get out, you're a little bit colder, you jump back in, the water's warmer, right? Okay, so I'm doing that whole thing. And I'm getting ready to like cannonball into the pool. And keep in mind, I also want to say this. When I was that age, I was tiny. Like I was very, very, very skinny. My legs were super skinny. You could see my ribs. Like I was a very tiny girl. I was very athletic. I liked to be outside all the time. I was very tiny and this family member yells across the pool and says Haley you need to suck in your stomach you look pregnant and I was like oh you know like I didn't even know how to react to that so I kind of just did like I just sucked in my stomach and I was just like oh like I'm sorry you know like it was like an I'm sorry Because I didn't know any better. I didn't know to be like, don't talk to me like that. 
you know like you don't say that to someone type of thing so I just kind of like stuck to my stomach I jump in the pool and then I thought about it for the rest of the day and while that doesn't seem like it would affect you that much it killed me inside I was so upset I was literally so upset I'm like am I fat like do I really look pregnant and I obsessed over this for a while and I still think about it obviously it's just like the smallest little comments can really alter the way you think about yourself right so if you're an adult and you're listening to this you really need to think about especially when you have kids or are around kids that are very very young what you're saying and how even if you don't mean it in a certain way it could how it could come off to someone right like it just doesn't really sit well and it can kind of sting and someone can totally internalize and misinterpret that for a really long time you know so that's just like one small example and another thing my family liked to do growing up was comment on what you were eating or how much you were eating so like a comment that was said to me a lot when I was little again super tiny I had like such a high metabolism this was like super young my family member again this could be anyone this I'm not gonna like specify um but they would be at my house or come to my house or whatever and they would be like Haley you really need to watch what you're eating because you're gonna gain weight while I'm eating something right and I would clap back eventually as I got older and I'd be like you know what I'm gonna eat what I want to eat I'm super athletic I'm fine and they'd be like well once you hit like 30 you're never gonna be able to lose that weight you're you're just gonna keep gaining it you really need to watch it and this was like a constant thing I'm not saying this happened once this happened like multiple times a year so growing up I did not have a good relationship with food I never would like starve myself I I would never say that I would definitely say though that my relationship with food was so unhealthy that I would overeat which is also an eating disorder um if you didn't know and I'm still definitely trying to work on that but that definitely did not help um there were definitely comments made to other family members in my family by family members of eating too little being too tiny like there was just this huge stigma and you know it if you've been around my family of me being the huge fat one and Addie being the extremely skinny one that is how I've grown up my whole life even when I was super tiny forever so the level of body dysmorphia that I have developed throughout my life is insane I could never tell you how I have looked through any stage of my life it's so funny to me because while we're on the topic of body dysmorphia I was kind of a chunkier person my freshman and sophomore year of high school and then going into my junior year I started to lose a lot of weight which I also want to say this too it's something I've learned lately or kind of thought about lately I guess not really learned um but throughout high school I had this like progression from freshman to senior year I was super tiny senior year but I also was hitting the gym through strength and conditioning playing softball year-round doing golf all that stuff riding my bike around the neighborhood going on walks like everything right for four years straight 
of course I am going to be super toned and skinny. I would hope I would be after four years of essentially training, right? Like, that just makes common, it's a common sense thing. So, my point of this is once I hit my senior year, I was super tiny. I think I was wearing a size six, which some people are like, oh, that's not really that tiny. No, that was so tiny for me. I literally had borderline abs on my stomach. My homecoming dress was skin tight and I looked super tiny. I would have people come up to me and be like, oh my God, you look so skinny. Like all that kind of stuff, right? Which that didn't make me feel great either because like obviously what did I look like before then, right? When I tell you that senior year me and freshman year in college, Haley, thought she was the fattest person ever. I mean, I thought I was huge. My senior year of high school and my freshman year of college I literally thought I was ginormous and still thought I was you know even to this day like I still think I am which is just crazy to me because I literally was 5'8 weighing 150 pounds and I thought I was huge do you know how messed up that is that I felt that way I had no idea what I looked like I thought I was a monster Okay, my body image was horrible. So then flash forward a little bit. Sophomore year. This year. Come around. I start realizing, hey, you're gaining weight. You're gaining a lot of weight. It's not good. It's not looking good. I feel huge. I'm definitely at or was at very recently the biggest I have ever been in my life and to say I am huge is not derogatory towards other people who are bigger than me that's not at all what I'm trying to do from this I'm just giving you a visualization of my mind through all of this okay um but yeah I was at my biggest and I seriously kid you not I feel slash felt Like, I look the exact same as I did my senior year. The only difference, the only difference is when I look at pictures. When I look in the mirror, though, I feel the exact same. Just let that sink in for a second. To the parents, to everyone that talks about girls' bodies to their face and all that stuff. It can impact you so much that when you gain 30, 40, 50, however many pounds, you feel like when you look in that mirror at the end of the day, that you look the same as when you did before. That's insane. It's insane. It truly is mind-blowing that someone's words can affect you that much that that begins to happen. I just, it's crazy to me. And the examples I gave, those like smaller two, that's not even, oh my gosh, that's not even comparable to all of them that have been made. And it's just, I mean, even down to, oh, Haley has way bigger boobs than XYZ person, like just things like that. I I hated my boobs growing up. And I know that's kind of an uncomfortable conversation for some people, depending on who's listening to this. But I, like, hated my boobs so much and, like, how big they were because everyone always pointed it out all the time. And they weren't even that big, okay? But, like, they were always pointed out all the time. 
to the point where I consistently through junior high and high school would wear sports bras like tight sports bras to make it seem like my boobs were like two sizes smaller just because I was so uncomfortable with what I looked like and I was so in my head of what others thought about me the amount of times I've not worn something or went to something because of how I looked how my body image was that day is actually crazy and honestly if I could go back and hug that 16, 17, 18, 10 year old girl, I would. And just tell her, you know, everything is okay. You are fine. You are perfect. You are beautiful. Don't worry about it, please. You're gonna regret it, you know? Like, it is just insane. And moving into, you know, when I started to start gaining weight, the comments that were made to me were crazy. I just have never felt so embarrassed, so unloved, so self-conscious. I hated myself so much up until pretty recently. And I, that is not to say that I am okay with where I'm at now or that I like what I look like now. That is not what I'm saying. However, I am definitely in a bent, better mental headspace with my body image now than I was three, four months ago or even a year ago. The first one that really got me was, well, I mean, my family member, um, they would always tell me, you know, Haley, you should probably start working out. Like, like you're kind of, you know, you're, you're losing some of your muscle. You really need to work out more or you don't fit into your jeans anymore? How? That was made a lot even when I was younger. Or just the constant comments in general of like, oh wow, Haley, your arms are really toned. Oh wow, Haley, you have really gained muscle. Like just any really comment would just, mm, I would internalize it so much and it was just so harmful. But when I started gaining a lot of weight post high school, There were a lot of comments. There were a lot of comments from a lot of different people in my life, which is insane because why do people even need to feel the need or, oh my gosh, I literally just got messed up there. Why do people even feel the need to comment on anything, right? Like whether it's, oh, she, you're just a little bit bigger, you know? Why? Why? It doesn't matter. I, my sister and I have talked about this a lot. When you look at someone, or at least a normal person, when a normal person looks at someone, they don't see their weight first. They see them as a human. Let that sink in for a second. I think I'm going to repeat that sentence. When a normal person looks at someone, they don't see them for how much they weigh or what they look like. They see them as a person. They see them as Haley. They see them as Addie. They see, you know what I mean? Like, they see them as a human being. That's not how all people are. That is not how most people are. We live in this extremely body positive generation. But all the generations before us had comments made by their moms and their grandmas and their great grandmas to the point where they are taking their insecurities out 
on other people. And that is not to say that there's not a time and a place to comment on someone's weight if it is life-threatening or if you're worried about their actual health. You know, like that I feel like is the one situation where it is valid. But even then, it has to be approached in a certain way that is not dehumanizing. You know, like that is not, I don't know, that can't be worded in a way that could hurt someone. It's a very sensitive subject, but for these different generations, it isn't because it was so normalized to comment on someone's stuff, right? Like, it just was. I keep kind of skipping around the subject because it's still, like, sore for me to even really talk about. But when I was getting heavier and everything, there were comments made by people in my life that was basically a... Is Haley pregnant? Is she pregnant? Are you sure? Because she looks pregnant. Oh my gosh. This was like... I don't even have words. I... It was like I was stabbed in the chest, right? Like a heart sinks to the stomach type of feeling because if this person or a person is noticing that you're gaining weight and they ask the question is she pregnant let's think about this let's think about it from another person's like that person's point of view they're probably extremely insecure they probably have noticed that they're gaining weight they probably have noticed that in some things they may look bigger than they did before so when someone goes to make that comment, let's think about how that, that you know, how that's going to affect them at the end of the day, right? Not well, right? Pure intention or not, that does not sit well with the average person. Another comment that was made to me was, and we're just going to, we're going to say a family member, again, was talking to another family member. Not to me, to another family member. And the quote was, Haley needs to be careful with how much she's weighing because she is starting to look and act like a pig. And if she keeps gaining this much weight, Nick is going to break up with her because he needs to be with a woman who has class and is skinny and beautiful for his job. Yeah. I was called a pig. I was told Nick was going to break up with me because I wasn't skinny enough. I was told that he needed to be with a woman who was basically what his job would prefer him to have. Nick is a finance major. Right? I'm a business major, too. <laughs> like, I really didn't understand that, right? And then, we all know, if you know me at all, I am not a non-confrontational person. I'm fine with confrontation. I will tell you how it is. I'm very blunt with things. 
So I confront this family member. And I say, hey, this was what I was told. And I say, how would you, like, why? Why would you say that about me? I'm very hurt. And I'm not going to go into the whole situation, but basically that person just defended it. There was no apology. It was a, I'm going to defend why I said what I said. Instead of apologizing, they just went on to keep doing it. And that was probably my low point. That was a very, very low point for me and my self-esteem. And I was already not at a great point because this was during the winter time. And I was just a mess because these comments, all of these comments that I have mentioned on here were from people that I had loved or that I love that I adore, that I really look up to. So to hear those words coming out of someone's mouth that I truly look up to is confusing, is hurtful. It's so hard to comprehend because what? Are you just going to stop loving them? No, they're blood, they're family. Like <laughs> you can't just do that, you know? So I took a lot of time to process it and to figure out what I was going to deem as truth in my head. And that took a lot for me. That was a very, very rough time in my life. It was mentally straining. Like I, mentally draining, I guess, not straining, but completely mentally draining. I was exhausted. You know, it, it was really difficult. Um, but eventually, I realized that the person whose opinion matters the most about myself is myself. It's me. If I am not happy with how I look, if I am not happy with where I'm at, with my own body, my, my body, let me remind you, like, if you're my family and you're listening to this, I know you know this, but it's like, it's mine. Like, it's my body, right? So, like, if I'm not happy with where I'm at, then I should change it. I should make a change. And I have. I, I, to say I was happy with where I was at with my body during that time would be completely and utterly false. I did not like how I looked. I still don't like how I look. But that's up for me to decide when enough is enough and for me to make the change. And I think I was at the point prior to these recent comments that I was going to start making the change. But then when those comments were said to me, it felt like if I was going to start doing something about it, it was to please them. You know, it was to fall into what they wanted me to do. And that was not at all during that time what I wanted for myself. So I didn't, and then it just got worse. At this point, I feel like I have a way more healthy relationship with food and with myself. I still struggle for sure. There are many instances where I will go looking for clothes or a dress or something to wear for whatever occasion and I'm just breaking down in tears because things don't look the way that they used to look on me. And that is a very traumatic thing. And if you've ever had that happen to you, I'm so sorry because it truly is so difficult. 
Something to recognize too, especially for people that are in college, is the change between a high school athlete's body and a college student's body who is not doing sports. And this is not talked about enough. That is something that kills me. Is this change, this switch, is not talked about enough. And we have all of these athletes with horrible mental health after they graduate from high school because of this. And it's just, I don't know, I could never find anything on this when I was going through it initially. So I'm going to talk about it. Going back to what I said at the beginning of this. You are working out. You are playing sports. You are doing something physical every day for the most part for one to two hours, possibly three to four, depending on what you're doing. And it is for four years straight. You go into college with this athletic build that you have built for four years. There are some people who do a very good job going into college, working out, still staying active, and are able to keep this physique that they had from high school sports. For me, working out was not necessarily something that happened in my home often. My parents go on walks a lot. My dad would randomly lift weights and like, you know, the whole push-ups, sit-ups, whatever. But compared to like Nick's family, who has a gym in their basement and whose family members get up super early in the morning and go work out every single day, that is not what my household looked like growing up. That is not to say that I can't do that. I'm not saying that. I could totally adjust my normal routine to be more like that, for sure. But prior to realizing that people other than just Nick's family did that kind of stuff, I thought it was just, like, something they did for fun, you know? Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, they get up and work out, whatever. No, this is, like, a very normal occurrence. It just was never in my life. My working out was sports. And to add on to that, in high school, I hated lifting. I hated lifting. And at my high school specifically, there was no, like, elliptical or treadmill or something like, you know what I mean? Like, there was nothing like that. That side of working out didn't happen. It was strictly lifting. So early on in high school, I had a very negative relationship with lifting. I hated it. There's a certain coach that was in charge of that program when I first started that completely just ruined it for me. This person was just very aggressive and yelled a lot and being a scared freshman coming into a gym, it terrified me to the point where I did not want to go to that program and that workout program anymore. I was done. I hated it. Which then led to me throughout high school never wanting to go to the gym. I never wanted to go lift, even at my, like, small little gym we had. Didn't want to do it. Then I realized that other people were still working out. They were doing treadmill stuff, elliptical stuff, stuff like that. So then I started doing that, and that was fine. But then the whole anxiety and depression side of my life when I got into college started happening. And working out and being healthy was the last priority on my list. The priority at the time was making it through my day. 
right? So, like, that was not going to happen. Then now, I'm at the point where I have been out of the gym and out of working out for two, three years now. To the point where I'm, like, scared to go back, you know? Like, there's that fear side of it. So, all of these events and all of this changing of workout routines and changing of how much physical activity I'm doing every day, every season that passes, everything, went from basically 100 to essentially zero. And what is going to happen when you go from working out almost all of the time and being physical to never ever working out and honestly eating like junk because you're in college. So going and grabbing a quick meal because you're starving and you don't really have time to go do anything else. You're gonna gain weight. It's just gonna happen, right? Again, there are people who manage this so well. I know people in college that seriously get up every single morning and go to the gym and they go pretty much seven days a week. And they have a very strict routine. They eat very well. They're very fit. That's just not how I was taught to live life. And that is not a knock at my parents because I lived a very happy life despite everything I've talked about on this episode, right? There's like random little moments. I would say I lived a very, very happy life and had a good childhood. But that just wasn't in the books for me, you know? It just, it just wasn't how my family did it. So, I'm still working on coming out of that. I'm still working on making sure as a college student that I am prioritizing getting groceries every week. Right now, with inflation, the grocery or cost of groceries is extremely high. And it can kind of seem scary to, you know, go spend $200, $220 on groceries for about a week and a half for two people. It... Which, here's the other part of it. I contradict myself with that statement because if you're not going and buying groceries, your alternative is going to get food, which at the end of the day is still more expensive than getting groceries. I'm well aware of this, okay? But it's just the, like, weird college mindset of spending $15 randomly and spending $250, right? So just just let me have my moment, okay? But anyway, lately, since it's been getting nice out, I have made it a priority for myself, and this is where the self-growth aspect of my podcast truly comes into play. This is where I'm going to wrap it all together, okay? I have made it a priority to make sure that I'm moving once a day. And while that might sound like a joke to some of you people that work out every single day, going from not working out at all to at least doing something, this is a huge improvement for me. Just moving every single day. Whether that is going to the range, like golfing range, okay? Going and hitting some golf balls. Playing a game of intramural softball, which I recently started doing. Going for a walk. Doing a dance workout in my living room. Anything that is getting me moving. Walking on campus. Doing any of that stuff. Parking a little bit further away in the College of Business parking lot. So that I have to make a further walk to go to and from class. Anything that is getting me moving, I have been doing. On top of that, I have been changing my eating habits, sort of. That is where I'm going to loosely say sort of. For the most part, if I am getting groceries, I am eating very well. I'm at least having one to two 
home-cooked meals every single day, which was a huge improvement from where I was of having two to three meals out to eat. I know, two to three, that's a lot. It explains a lot of why I look the way I do right now, right? But yeah, I have done a lot better. New favorite thing is salmon. I freaking love salmon. I've been killing it with that. Or just chicken and rice and a veggie. Or chicken, potatoes, and a veggie. Just anything that is home cooked, I've been trying better to do. The main aspect that has been the most difficult for me lately is going to actually get groceries. But if I do that, I've been doing a lot better. The other aspect of self-growth in terms of making sure that I'm still reaching that goal of being my best self is trying to work on my mental or the mental aspect of my body image. I don't think that this is something I will ever perfect. I don't think this is something that I will ever come close to perfecting. I solely believe that it's because of the unhealthy relationship I've had with my body since I was a child. Again, I'm not blaming anybody because I think I've grown from it and I'm able to help other people grow. But I do think that that has affected and will affect forever the way that I see myself. But I am working on getting better at being easier on myself. I'm not restricting myself from eating a meal in fear of gaining weight because that's not how it works. If you're listening to this and you think it is, it's not. You may feel bloated after a meal, but you are not going to gain 10 pounds just because you eat dinner. Do not skip out on eating meals because of the fear of gaining weight. Don't do it. Been there, done that. Don't do it. Anyway, I've gotten to a point where I have a better relationship with food. I'm trying not to overeat as much. I'm trying to eat during regular times, which that is also something that is difficult for college kids is eating on a regular schedule. Another aspect of it is just partying and eating late at night, like that kind of thing too. That was for sure another aspect for me. Not that I'm saying that I was a huge partier, but just doing that pretty much on an at least regular basis. There's a lot of factors that I have truly changed my mindset on and tried to use different periods of time during the day to do different things. So like, for example, at night, I recently got a Kindle from Nick's parents. So instead of sitting there and eating a snack, I'm sitting there reading a book. Like just, you know what I mean? Just like little things like that. So it's just about recognizing that you do want to do better for yourself in the aspect of your body image and figuring out what ways work for you to better that. But I think it's also important to note throughout this whole thing that it's normal to feel upset. It's normal to feel hurt, especially if it is people you love making comments about the way you look. And it doesn't even have to be harsh comments. It can just be a singular comment about something that looks a certain way on you or you know what I mean? Just it could literally be anything, anything that makes you feel self-conscious about your body of someone saying to you, like someone says something that makes you self-conscious about your body. That is a valid reason to be self-conscious. Don't think that you're crazy for thinking that. That doesn't mean you have to hate the person, but it's a very valid thing and it's very hard to deal with, especially in our generation that is full of social media that has Instagram models and just regular you know, plain, I mean, models have always been a thing, but we have it at our fingertips. So 
being self-conscious about not being Kendall Jenner or looking like her is very valid. And I know that that's talked about a lot. That's talked about how social media is fake. And I feel like TikTok has been great for me because I'm seeing people that are actually my size on TikTok. And that has really helped for, or helped me a lot and heard their experiences, which has also helped me, which is why I have the confidence to sit here and share all of this with you all today. But it's still hard. It's still hard to see all of that. And if you're an athlete that went from being super skinny to not, don't be hard on yourself. It's life. If you want to, you know, get toned again, go to the gym. Go for a walk. And if that's not where you're at right now and you don't think you can do that right now, that's also okay. If you're confident in how you look, if you feel good about yourself, it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter what other people have to say. If you're happy with where you are, that's the end of the story, you know? Whatever you need to do to make you happy, to make you feel good, do that. That's my best piece of advice. Do what you need to do to make yourself feel happy. If that is getting up at 5 a.m. every single morning and going to the gym, then do that. If that is not going to the gym, but you're smiling at how you look in the mirror every single morning and you're confident with what you look like, that is beautiful. Do that. You know, everyone's different. No one's going to be the same, especially in terms of body image. It's something no one will probably ever overcome depending on your situation. An imposter syndrome and imposter syndrome I feel like I kind of blurred those together is a very real thing and I feel like imposter syndrome is talked about a lot in terms of jobs meaning basically if you get a promotion you don't feel like you deserve that role but I think imposter syndrome can also relate to people that go from being very big to very skinny and that kind of ties in with body dysmorphia too You don't feel like you deserve to look that way. You don't feel like you actually look that way. You're confused on how you actually look. And that is a very normal thing too. But just know that whatever you look like, you still deserve love from yourself, from others. You deserve respect from yourself and respect from others. And I firmly believe that no one should really be commenting on anyone's body in the first place. To each their own. But that is just my opinion. So if you have that going on in your life, please know that it has everything to do with their insecurities and not a lot to do with yourself, unless of course it's coming from a health concern side. And please just try not to let it affect you to the point where you're not eating or you're not doing certain things, you're not going somewhere or you're not wearing that swimsuit or you're not wearing those shorts because of how you think you look. It ties in with anxiety, but a lot of the time, the thoughts going on in your head are a lot worse than how people actually see you or actually think of you. So going into, I guess we're back to it, happy girl summer, do things for you. Do things to improve yourself. Do things because you want to and because it makes you happy. That is, that's the overall arching, overarching goal of this entire episode. I hope you can relate to some of the things that I talked about. I know a lot of the girls are in some of these hard situations and I'm so sorry you have to deal with that. But please keep pushing. Please keep doing things to make you happy. 
And that is all I have today. Have a great one and thank you so much for listening. Bye!